Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. In, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. As you know that these passages a lot of times are taken out of context with everything else the Bible says about tongues. And a lot of people use these scriptures to say that there should be no speaking in tongues in church or no praying in tongues or anything out loud unless there's an interpretation uh, if you go on over to the uh, 39th verse it says therefore brethren desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues uh, this word forbid is the same word that's translated restrain over in 2 Peter chapter 2, do not restrain speaking with tongues. Another translation says, don't put any check on speaking with other tongues. The purpose of the 14th chapter was not to uh, put a check on speaking with tongues in church. Verse number 6 puts the, the, early, the first, uh, first five verses particularly the four verses before this, in the right context. It says, But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Now notice he said, Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching. And so we know this, that, you know, I talked this morning briefly about how he will guide us into all truth. And in order to, you know, truth is built upon truth. And guidance is a process. And... Jesus said to his disciples, I have yet many things to speak to you, but I can't right now because you're not ready for them. You can't hear them yet. You can't, you can't comprehend them. Well, we talked about this morning that now that, the, that we've been born again and we have this, this teacher, this divine teacher on the inside, we can hear those things. But that, that's... That's a broad look at it. There's a more focused look at it, uh, at, this, uh, at this concept. 
and that is that a lot of times there are yet things that he wants to say to you but you can't bear them because you haven't listened to some other things in other words there has to be a foundation laid you know if you if you graduated from college with a with a four-year degree in some type of of uh, medical training let's say you were going to be a uh, a nurse or you were going to be a a uh, some type of uh, medical technologist and you had your four-year degree if you walked across campus and uh, walked into the college of medicine and sat down in a third-year class in the college of medicine you'd be lost <laughs> you'd understand some of what's going on but you you wouldn't understand what you needed to and because knowledge builds on knowledge well revelation and truth builds on revelation and truth and uh, doctors even after they've graduated from four years of undergraduate study and four years of graduate study and they've graduated from medical school now they're a doctor and I don't know what the process I don't know if, if uh, internship is part of that or not but whatever they, they're a doctor but they're not ready to practice medicine yet there, there's something called residency and they have to have a couple of years of residency if you're gonna if you're gonna be a surgeon you need to have residency you need to you need to be in you need to be in the surgical suite and and have other surgeons there that are more experienced than you I don't want my surgeon to be someone who's who's just got his degree amen I want him to have I want him to have some experience working before he walks into that that surgery suite and he's the head poopa you know and he's the one calling the shots and all of the nurses and all the techs are looking to him okay what next doctor uh, before he gets in that position I want him to be I want him to be alongside another doctor another surgeon Isn't that right all of that shows us that that knowledge is built upon knowledge like I said this morning guidance is progressive and and so a lot of times people think they understand some things about the spirit but if they've if they've not uh, had the Holy Spirit reveal his ways to them then they'll misunderstand some things that the spirits wanting to do and uh, I pointed out that verse number six puts the other verses before it in the right context Paul is talking about and, and I've mentioned and I know most of you know this but he's talking about that when someone he says if I come to you speaking with tongues what will I profit you uh, and that's what the context was when he said that I would rather you speak you know five words I'd rather speak five words with my understanding than 10,000 words in other tongues uh, so that you could receive edification so there's the there's the proposition when tongues are, are spoken in the place of of preaching or teaching the Word of God but the but if you read the rest of the Bible you know that the first manifestation of tongues and the second manifestation of tongues and the third manifestation of tongues in the book of Acts they they weren't teaching anybody 
they were just worshiping the Lord and everybody was speaking in tongues out loud at one time and it was completely in order and so uh, when we when we come together to worship the Lord it's good to worship in the spirit as well as with the understanding in verse 15 he says what is the conclusion then I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding I will sing with the spirit and I, I will also sing with the understanding he said otherwise if you bless with the spirit how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed see amen since at your giving of thanks since he does not know what you are saying when brother John prayed over the offering thank God he didn't pray in tongues because we wouldn't have been able to say amen we wouldn't have known what he said he says uh, in the next verse for indeed you give thanks well but the other is not edified I thank my God I speak with tongues more than all than you all yet in church I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue again it's in the context of teaching but when we come together to worship uh, just like what happened on the day of Pentecost just like what happened in Acts chapter 10 in, in Cornelius's house when the Holy Spirit was poured out they all begin to to worship the Lord and, and, and speak in other tongues and to magnify him and uh, when we come together particularly in services like this uh, on Sunday night we typically typically don't have others come in from the outside who are uninformed or unlearned in spiritual things we don't have to be quite so careful about uh, other people because we all know the ways of the Spirit and uh, one thing that we've as a church we've not gotten to where we, we've not gotten to the place we need to is in singing in the Spirit we've not gotten to that place and you know because I'm not a worship leader I'm not it's not my part of the service you know and so uh, uh, and so I want, I, I want to encourage you but always comes after worship when worship is over and uh, when we when we have services like tonight I'm not saying that, that anything was incomplete tonight I said services like tonight I think tonight was wonderful I'm not, not saying anything wrong with that I think Steve followed the spirit completely but now's the time to talk about other services instead of in that service <laughs> there there have been times where uh, brother Steve would lead us in singing in the spirit now I want all the audio people here how many how many audio guys are here raise your hands work in the audio department you want you're a guy right Lizzie who else I see you back there are you waving your hand put your hand up there Blake so I can see you yeah praise the Lord how many others yep Jordan over here who else huh Eric oh he's not here yeah is anybody else in that department not here where is Wayne is he here is Wayne here 
thank you. The answer would be no. If you know he's not here, don't just look at me. Make, you know, I can't see. <laughs> I can't see who's out there. What I want the audio department to understand is when we worship, in the, when we begin to sing in, in the spirit, the instruments, the keyboard, the, the singers, that everything that's being amplified up here needs to come down. Because we need to, we need to hear the singing in the spirit. And uh, what I've noticed is when we sing in the spirit, it's, it's, it's pretty reserved. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of freedom. Not, not, not everybody just abandons themselves to worship when we sing in tongues. It's like the decibel level is at this when we're singing a song with our understanding. Everybody is singing. I mean, there's a couple of knuckleheads that aren't, but, you know, everybody's singing. So everybody's singing, we exalt. And when it goes to time, that's a, that's a hindrance. That's a hindrance. We'll say it the third time. That's a hindrance. That's a hindrance to the flow of the Spirit. Again, I'm not talking about tonight. I wouldn't have talked about it tonight if, if this would have happened tonight because it would be like I'm trying to correct you tonight. Uh, looking forward is why I'm talking about this. We've never gotten to that place in the Spirit because there's been a, an inhibition. There's been an inhibition to, to sing in the Spirit and just to open our voices and sing in the Holy Ghost. Uh, you say, well, I'm not a very good singer. Well, that's not the point. Neither am I. It's not how, it's not, in, in, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're a good singer or not when, when we're singing the, the other songs with our understanding, you just sing them. Praise God. Well, sing in the Spirit. When we get to that place in the service, open your mouth and, and just sing in the Spirit. Sing in other tongues. There is a level of worship. Spirit-filled people use the word place a lot. There's all these places, you know. We have to go to this place. It's just an expression. Sometimes I laugh about our expressions. But, but for lack of another word, there's a place. <laughs> in the Spirit, there's an experience. There's an experience in the Spirit that we're not reaching because we're inhibited in this business of singing in the Spirit. And I want us to get beyond, I want us to break through that. Now, I want, to, I, want to, I want everybody to participate in this questionnaire. How many of you pray in the Spirit with some consistency in your private life? Amen. All of you who raised your hand, I want you to start practicing singing in the Spirit. I want, I'm, I'm not demanding it. I'm asking, but the Spirit is, is insisting on this. Okay, I want you to practice, get in the habit of practicing in your devotional time singing in the Spirit. 
You're never going to be comfortable doing it here if you don't do it at home. If you're not used to doing it, if you never sing in the Spirit, you're going to come in here and you say, well, this is kind of unusual, you know, and you're going to, you know, just be inhibited. Well, are you inhibited uh, when you're praying in the Spirit at home? Are you inhibited or you feel free? You feel free. You just open your mouth and you pray in the Spirit. Uh, well, you can do the same thing in, in uh, singing in the Spirit. Paul said, what is the conclusion? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will also sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. You don't have to have any kind of a special uh, feeling. You don't have to have any kind of a special setting. Just as easily and just as deliberately as you can switch from praying with your understanding to praying in the Spirit, you can switch from worshiping with your understanding, singing with your understanding, to singing in the Spirit. And, I, and I'm asking you to, to, to start practicing that. Start practicing that. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever you have your devotional time, if it's in the morning, if it's before you go to bed at night, whatever, you know, whenever you have that time where you set aside time just to give thanks, or if you, if you, uh, you, know, if you have those times, in addition to that, maybe you don't have those times, but maybe you have what everybody has. You're just, you know, you're, you're going down the, the street in your car and you're just reminded of, you know, to be thankful. And you begin to thank God, oh, thank you, Lord. Take that opportunity just as, as, as much as you would pray with the Spirit. Start singing with the Spirit. People next to you in the car, they don't know you're not listening to the radio or singing with, a, with, with some type of an in people air. They don't know what you're doing. Just open your mouth and begin to sing in the Spirit. Amen. If you'll get in the habit of singing in the Spirit, when we come in here and, and the Spirit leads that way, I'm telling you, I've experienced it too many times for you to tell me it's not so. I'm telling you, the glory of God will, will come into this place in a way that a lot of you have never experienced before. I've been in services like that. Amen. And so uh, uh, get in the habit. That's my, that's my exhortation. Like get yourself in the habit of singing in the Spirit privately. And develop a, develop a comfortable uh, 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 experience there. Just like when you first, maybe when you first were filled with the Holy Spirit, I think most people, it was, it was a, little, uh, a little tenuous at first. It was a little awkward. You had to kind of make yourself, you know, you didn't know if it's this right. Am I doing it right? And does, does it sound right? I don't sound like somebody else. And, and you had to push through that. Is that right? You had to push through that in praying in the Spirit to get, to get in a place where, that's that place again, when you get into a place where, <laughs> I'm such a, a smart aleck. I'm always, I'm always picking on our expressions, and I know I have plenty of mine, you know. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> that's what Angela tells me about. Isn't that right? Praise the Lord. <laughs> but mine are okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But just like it was a little it was a little difficult to push through that in your in your praying 
you know, to get comfortable and, and really just get free. Do you know what I mean by that breaking through to where you just break through in freedom and pray in other tongues? You got to that place. I want you to get to that place in singing in the Spirit. It's not any different. Once you do it, you'll realize it's not any different. It just, it just has melody to it. That's all. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.